Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and as always, I'm joined by Jennifer Molia, um, who, as Sam alluded to when we got on our call, got my little final grades for my first semester of college, got my silly little 4.0 GPA, feeling very good today, <laughs> sitting by my Christmas tree. I'm home for break under my little blanket. Vibes are on. I I can I can affirm that vibes are on right now. <laughs> Wonderful. There's always like I I also said before we started recording, there the vibes is always we're always just vibing in this house. Always. <laughs> and I am I am Ariel Melendez. I swear to God I had something I was gonna say. And now I have completely lost it. That's but fine. it's fine. We are here I, day off. And oh, you know what? And we're going to hope uh, my headphones don't die because I've got the nice uh, little battery low sound in my ear every so often. Oh, no. We, the vibes on the headphones are not here, but the vibes everywhere else are here as always. It's okay. The vibes are immaculate. I we're also, uh, we may pick up audio of the Christmas fire trucks coming down my street because uh, Santa's here to visit the kids. So, just pour Merry Christmas. We stand. Um, but anyway, there's a lot to talk about this week um, yes. before we go into uh, the little Christmas break, um, because uh, every it seems like every NHL player has COVID right now. Mm. I mean, and, yeah. uh, and we were supposed to record earlier, but uh, thankfully we didn't because more news came in that uh, more teams postponed uh, games. Uh, the Bruins and the Predators are all are joining Colorado, Calgary, and Florida in being postponed all the way through Christmas. And then uh, the Vancouver Leafs game, as well as the Leafs game, uh, Leafs and Vancouver games tomorrow or something, three more games are also being postponed. And I'm yep. sure more postponements will be coming. Insane. Instead of just shutting the whole thing down through Christmas, because we only have, let's see, today is Saturday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. There's five days left till Christmas. Yeah. Their Christmas break. Yeah. But you know. But that's common sense, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely pretty scary. I mean, like things are things are starting to get scary again. Haha. <laughs> um, if I talk about it seriously, I get upset. Um, but in terms of the NHL specifically um like you said sam there's there's no point in dragging this out just shut it down reassess after christmas that's what i've been saying about a lot of things like um you guys may know i also work in music and like if anyone comes to me and is like should i still go to the show should i still book this tour like should i do this and like my answer i am not a health professional but my answer has been just stop now reassess after christmas See how the next, like, two, three weeks go, because things could change a lot for worse or for better (laughs) in the next couple weeks, and I think that the NHL's best bet would just be to stop, (laughs) because, like Sam said, it's just, it's more and more players getting COVID, and it's bad for the fans, it's bad for the players, it's bad for anybody that's around the fans and the players, and it's just... I know, I know yeah. the NHL is a business, but like, you, you gotta stop. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think the thing that bothers me the most is the inconsistency with these postponements. Mm. Um, like, for example, uh, it came out, uh, so right before 
Colorado and Florida got postponed through Christmas. Um, they both played games right before that, like the night before that. And mm-hmm. Colorado was apparently given the option to vote to postpone their game. Like the mm-hmm. players all t- had the opportunity and they all voted against it. Um, and then uh, a reporter asked Anthony Duclair if Florida was given the same option and he said no. Which... <laughs> so why are we say picking and choosing that. which teams get to vote on their own, like vote in favor of their own health and safety? Like I don't understand. And the Hurricanes yeah. and, and also Colorado had to play with uh, less than a full-size roster. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hurricanes thankfully were able to make more emergency call-ups but it's still like basically their AHL team playing tonight um, yeah. against yeah. LA, but their game against Nashville tomorrow is postponed. So it's just, it's all very strange to me. I don't really get this whole like selective, like you can be postponed, but you can't. And like, I know that yeah. Don Waddell, the ma- general manager of the Hurricanes, just cause like I have more of like an idea of what's going on with the Canes. I know that he said it's been really, it's going to be really difficult to find time to postpone, to reschedule the games to. They're already having trouble finding a new date to play their game that they were supposed to play in Minnesota. Um, And I get it. It sucks. But also like, this is people's health and safety. This is, we're putting people's Christmases with their families at risk. Like exactly. uh, Yeah. uh, For another year. Like it may not seem like a lot just to say like, Oh, they're going to miss Christmas, but it's, it's a big thing to constantly keep missing especially for these players that miss just everyday moments with their families anyway they want to have these holidays with their Uh with their kids or their significant others or just their families in general and it's all at risk because they need to keep playing because of the pandemic that never stopped by the way people are like oh COVID's back it's not back it's always been (laughs) it just got better and now it's getting worse yeah Yeah, I mean you I was just going to say, Sam hit the nail on the head with that one. You know, these players give up so much already. And I think they're just, there has to be a line where it's like, no, (laughs) like we're not going to, we're not going to risk getting COVID right before our one, because think about how many days the NHL actually stops. They don't stop on Easter. Like they don't stop. Like, I mean, if a player has a baby, Like, yeah, but other than that, they don't really stop for family things. Um, They all have summer weddings. Like, the the (laughs) NHL only really stops, so to speak, like, for this little Christmas break thingy that they do. So it's like, you're going to potentially take that from them by exposing them to COVID. And it also, like, it sort of irks me. This isn't the fault of social media managers because I also work in social media. So I know sometimes you just have to work with what you're dealt. But I saw, like... The Hurricanes the other day, like, we're going to postpone a game, and then they didn't. And the post was like, great news, the game is still on, like, all caps, mm-hmm. exclamation points. And it just felt so bleak reading that, because I was like, we're, we're celebrating this? Like, the, the tone is just very, like, dystopian to me right now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, uh, going back to, you know, talking about how certain teams have a choice in this, I mean, obviously, this, this is the whole point of it, but I don't understand why the players are the ones being like, hey, do you guys want to play tonight? Short, let's go. The same mm. players that will play through literal broken bones and, like, health yeah. issues, like, other than COVID. That, like, yeah. 
that they're given this choice when you know pretty well that they're going to be like, yeah, let's go play with half of our roster. And I think, like, I don't know if the Devils, like, like they were getting hit by COVID and then they said, like, oh, Mackenzie Blackwood was, like, the sickest of them all and played two periods anyway. Like, well, did we ever find out if he was sick, like, with a non-COVID illness or if he had COVID? Because if they let – if they knowingly – let him play two periods of a game with COVID and he was symptomatic, like that should be a fine. I'm gonna assume yeah. it wasn't, but I don't know that they ever said. I think they I just remember. said like he was the sickest of yeah, them all. The sickest with what? Like I know that players, exactly. have been, players have been having non-COVID related illness, which always happens. I mean, like even when, even before like all this business with the pandemic, like years, like your the years in the past, like the flu always goes through teams and people get sick. Like mm-hmm. it just happens. Like cold and flu season's a thing. These guys are in close quarters with each other all the time. Like it yeah. happens. But that's all the more reason. Like they also sent out, oh, the protocols are increased again. Well, now it's not going to do any good. Yeah, they all already everybody got already it. got sick. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, they reinstituted mask mandates in facilities, player like in all NHL facilities. Which, like, why wasn't that a thing all the time anyway? Um, yeah, and they reinstated like virtual meetings, and they said no team holiday parties. Which, duh. But yeah, I it just all seems like too little, too late to me. Like, I agree. Yeah. They're all already sick, guys. It doesn't matter. It's all going through. And, like, even the teams that aren't, sh- like, losing players right now to the COVID, like, the Rangers just played Colorado and Arizona, who are both now having outbreaks of COVID. So, obviously, and teams that have played Carolina have then ended up getting sick as well. Like, there are players on Detroit. Yeah. They just played yeah. Carolina. There are teams on Detroit. There are teams. There are players on Detroit that are getting ill. So, like, at at this point, there's so much transmission already happening. Like, yeah, obviously, in the new year, they should be following these new protocols after the holiday break and all that. But it just just seems, like, too little, too late. Like, now we just need to, like, hit the reset button. I mean, there's absolutely no way that they're going to the Olympics. Oh, you literally could not. You literally could could not not. send them to the uh, Olympics. And, And it's another thing that it's, like, up to the players if they want to go. It's like, no, players are still going to go. Like, there are definitely players who will still be like, I'm going to go no matter what you say. Like, despite... Well, it's a... I think any, it's a, mm-hmm. the union's... I think it's the union's decision, yeah. and then they just say, like, a yeah. blanket, like, NHL players can go or NHL players can't go. So yeah. it's not an individual player by player. Oh, no, 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 I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, I just mean in general, like, this is another decision that, like, shouldn't just be, like, up to the players themselves. Yeah. Because... Like, again, we've seen the decisions, like, they'll make, and it kind of almost seems like they have the mindset. I I mean, I could be completely off base, but just, like, pretty good evidence we've seen that the players are going to do what they want unless there's literally a rule, like, hey, don't do this. Yeah, like, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, So, but I don't think there's any way that they can go to the Olympics at this point. No, there's not. And I think, I mean, honestly, yeah, like the players, 
as much as we don't trust them to listen to their bodies and do what's best for their health, in this case, it does seem like they are doing what's best for their health. Robin Leonard already said a while ago that he doesn't want to go. Um, yeah. And they asked mm. uh, Connor McDavid about it. And he was like, I don't know, it seems really un- the idea of having to quarantine for three to five weeks in China if I get sick is really unsettling to me. And like being yeah. alone all that time is really unsettling to me. So if a player of his magnitude is saying that, I wonder if they're they're actually realizing like the magnitude of what it would mean to go like the risk to their mental and physical health it would be to go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's NHL mm-hmm. players, so who knows? <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, no, it's all that's what it comes down to. Like crazy, like there's really no other for like, as much as word I... to describe like everything that's going on. And I saw a stat that like honestly blows my mind that like. 10% of the league is currently in COVID protocol right now. 10%? Like, like, yeah. yeah, I saw it was 10%. Like, <laughs> oh, like 90-some players or so are in COVID protocol right now. Yes. And, and like, it doesn't, I know 10% doesn't necessarily seem like a lot, but, like, no, that's a lot. For that many players to be in protocol and the amount of teams we've already seen postpone, like, have to postpone through Christmas, like, that's it's like again crazy like I I don't know another word to to describe it really yeah it just like Jen said it all just feels like super dystopian like with the vaccine and and the way things like were opening back up again you felt kind of hopeful and then people just Mm -hmm. don't listen to mandates (laughs) and don't you know do the sensible thing and now we're kind of back it seems like we're headed back to square one again yeah uh, which is kind of which is kind of Mm -hmm. scary um and we're it seems like we're headed towards I mean if it keeps going this way sports will have no choice but to shut down again which as someone who works in sports that's terrifying and sucks um yeah but yeah I think I think like the just the whole prevailing thought I have is that they should just do what's sensible and what's right and Mm. yeah put the league on pause for now um, but do you the word sensible and what's right and the NHL? Yes, does that exactly. Really coexist? Can no. can that yeah, be something I was gonna that say, happens? No, for for as much as I love, forced, like, which, which uh, honestly and, I don't see how we get to Christmas without like. And it without sucks no, for as much as I love like the league I, and the sport. I, up until recently, the NHL to me seemed like the league that had the most forward thinking when it came to the pandemic. Uh-huh. They handled the bubbles mm-hmm. very well. The COVID protocols yeah. were were making sense. The punishment uh-huh. for unvaccinated players was was stern but fair, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. most of the league got their vaccine. So yeah. I felt like really confident in the NHL for the first time in forever uh, when it came to handling that, and then and now it's all just so going downhill so fast. And what to make it worse, uh, Ariel and I were talking about this like right before the we started recording. Um, apparently, the NFL um like is imposing a new mindset that they're only gonna if you're vaccinated and you're asymptomatic you won't get tested weekly anymore for covid you'll only get tested if you're symptomatic or unvaxxed Uh which like is so dangerous because even if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic you are still contagious this is a very contagious especially with the variants the variants are more contagious yeah so even if you're asymptomatic, but you have a contagious variant of this disease, you'll just be unknowingly running around infecting people. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, it's and, not, and it's not just other players in the league. It's your it's your family. Yeah, and yeah. The people I think, around you. I, and I think that's what people are like really thinking about it. Is it's not just like the players. It's like anyone who can come in contact with the players, like staff, exactly. trainers, anybody in the building, family, anybody family comes in contact with. It's not just the players that are putting themselves, you know, on the line here. And, and I've already seen, and I'm not honestly surprised by this. Like I've I've already seen like people that are like in agreement with this, and I just saw um a player I don't remember who it was like retweeting something that was in favor of this, and I'm like, oh okay, so <laughs> not I I don't remember who it was. Um, I'm sure I'll I'll find it again later, but oh, it was Pat Maroon. He retweeted okay. Laura Ingr- Ingram. I guess her name is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I see it right now, yeah. Yeah, so so she said, time for the athletes across the board to stand up and say, we're playing enough with testing, period. So clearly, Pat Maroon uh, doesn't care if he unknowingly infects his whole family with COVID, which is kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, basically. And unfortunately, that's not uh, an uncommon... Thing I'm sure around the league, I'm sure we're going to see more, more of that depending on the direction that the league decides to go. Um, I don't think they should go this direction, but again, the NHL, the way it trends, I wouldn't be surprised if they put this into effect because I had already seen rumors and stuff that they wanted to to put that in effect. Basically, it is not test or not hold out players who were asymptomatic because. Thankfully, most players are asymptomatic, which is great that they're not getting sick, they're protected, but that doesn't mean they should be going on the ice and playing a game and potentially, sometimes unknowingly, like causing an even bigger outbreak than we have now. I think that's key, and that is not testing players who are asymptomatic could just cause an even bigger outbreak than than we have now. I agree. Yeah, it's just. It's just so overwhelming, like, to think about, like, how ignorance is really the main issue in this case, because I feel like these players are equating asymptomatic with not contagious, and Mm -hmm. that's not the case, and, like, like I said, it's not just about, I don't think they realize that it's not just, like, that doesn't mean, like, oh, like, if I play and I'm asymptomatic, like, whatever, like, I'm not going to give it to someone, but like, yes, you are. And then that means you're going to give it to your, like, you're possibly going to give it to your family. Like, especially mm-hmm. for a player like Pat Maroon, who just had a baby, like your newborn is physically incapable of being protected from the, from the virus. Yeah. Because yeah. like, she's a, like a month, a month or two old, this baby. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I know they had her earlier this season. Right. So yeah, she's a few months old at the most, and like, aren't you concerned that like you're gonna bring a deadly virus to your child? Like, I don't, I don't understand the. I just don't get the thought. I don't get the thought process. There's also like, I don't think a lot of people have talked about the fans' like involvement in it. Like, I know people who have like when everything was happening with the Islanders and they had like no team. I know people, multiple people who would go to those games and would get COVID and would be like, oh, haha, like it's whatever. But it's like, 
No, the impact is stretching from just the players, like, onto the people who are going to the games. And, like, you can say that some of that is on the fans if they don't wear a mask in the arena. Like, it's not that hard. Put one on. Um, But I think it just goes to show, like, how many different avenues this is going on. It just goes back to what we said earlier of, like, it's time to stop. (laughs) Like, it just is. Yeah, it's time to stop. And, like, like... (laughs) Jen, what you were saying about, like, people who are like, should I still go to this show or should I still start do this tour or whatever? Yeah. Like, it's it's great that we got all these things back and we've been enjoying ourselves and everything. But, again, it's about putting safety first. Mm-hmm. And if you need to shut something down, then you need to shut it down. And, honestly, like, nipping it in the bud and, like, being proactive and saying, like, well, let's just cancel this thing before people get sick. Or, yeah all these NHL players have it. Let's just shut it all down for now and like completely sterilize everything, get everything, everybody away from each other. Everybody goes mm-hmm. into quarantine for a couple of weeks, has the holiday off, whatever. And then we just pick it back up in a, in a bit and restart everything. And, and unfortunately the, it is a business and big events are coming, the winter classics coming up, the all-star games coming up. So they don't want, obviously they don't want people slash sponsors to think that, they're thinking about not having those events because those are big money makers for them that they already couldn't have once so it's just such a shitty situation because as a fan like you're obviously super torn like Mm -hmm. yay going to games yay thing hockey fandom can be normal again but then also Mm -hmm. I don't want to get sick I don't want to see my team my players on my team my favorite team get sick like I I don't know yeah I'm rambling at this point but No, I agree 100%. It is a very conflicting thing. And that's like why I said what I did earlier about the social media posts. Like you want to be excited that these games are still going on, but you get to a point where it's like a moral thing. It's like, should (laughs) these games still be going on? And that's why I've been saying like, just put it on pause, see what happens after Christmas. Um, But I mean... When, when, like we said earlier, when it comes to the NHL, like, logic is not a thing. Especially because we know, like, a lot of these... And I preface, I don't think that the pandemic or getting vaccinated should be made political. But unfortunately, the political affiliations that a lot of the NHL players have line up with people who don't want to get vaccinated or don't want to wear masks. And that's, like, very frightening to think about. Um, but that that's a whole other... I mean, Tyler Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi is still unvaccinated, had COVID. Now he can't get vaccinated for a bit, for a a bit. But he even said like, Hey, like I haven't changed, like having COVID didn't change my mind. I I just, I still don't want to, I still don't want to get the vaccine. vaccine. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I know. I don't know. That, (sighs) that scares me the most. Yeah. About it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that very bleak. Even getting the vaccine, like they it still won't sway these people. Mm-hmm. Uh. So so scary. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> so scary. I'm sorry guys. Uh I just got distracted for a second. Um <laughs> no, you're so I, good. don't worry. Um, but yeah, I mean there's I mean we can talk about stuff going on in the league other than this, but I mean it feels so like pointless. It's hard like, to find like anything more of importance that, that that's going on. I, I mean, I, I guess if we want to lighten it up, like 
a, t- a touch if we can. Um, <laughs> Bruce Bourgeau apparently hates the Bruce There It Is chants. As he should, because they're it's hard. Huh? <laughs> because <laughs> oh, I yeah I found that funny because I saw a video when they were like coming through the tunnel and like Luke Shen walks by and he goes Bruce There It Is and Bruce is like shut up. <laughs> like, do you guys remember when Alex Ovechkin <laughs> called him a fat fuck? Yes. Do you guys yes, remember I do. that? That was a thing that occurred. You just uncovered a memory. I know, the way Jen looked up like you uncovered something deep in her brain. No, you did! I was, was like... like visceral, that's like a uh, visceral memory. Just the, like, you can't hear it, but you see it, read his lips so clearly. He's, he's just like, you yeah. fat fuck. <laughs> Memories. What a time to be alive uh, when Bruce Boudreau was the coach of the Capitals. Um, yeah, but I mean, these the, the Canucks are playing super well with with him as coach. They yeah. they came back from being. I was working uh, this game. They came back from being down three nothing to Columbus at home, and they came back and scored four unanswered goals. Um, yeah. Bo Horvat's really stepping up. Uh, Brock Besser seems to be back. Uh, Elias Patterson is doing Elias Patterson things. Quinn Hughes has <laughs> always been good, so things are clicking for the Canucks. Obviously, I don't think it's sustainable. But good for them yeah. having something good. Good to think about. Yeah, um, yeah, because they really like, had to overhaul so much uh, their organization. The New York Rangers are the leaders in the Metropolitan Division, which is mental. I did not even know that. There's, <laughs> what is a lie there's, you? Uh, they aren't uh, after. Uh, I think the, they're one point behind the cap, the Capitals right now. Yeah, so they're yeah, at still at the top. Which, again, yeah, I didn't even... Like, I knew they had been playing well, but, like, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, realize, like, Yeah, how the top well. of the league standings is, like, astonishing. It's so... Washington and Tampa are, are one and two. Well, actually, there's one, two, three... There's three teams tied with 42 points right under Washington's 43. Yeah. Tampa Bay, Toronto, and the Rangers. And then Carolina has 41, and Florida has four... And then three teams have 40. And one of them is Anaheim, might I add. So Anaheim and Minnesota... Yeah. It's just a wacky standings to look at because it's like you'll see one or two teams you're like that makes sense and then you see one and you're like what? <laughs> Excuse me. Ex- excuse me. <laughs> Nashville's at the in the top ten as well, which I find shocking because they're it's like a retirement home over there. Yeah, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, but that's I mean, I like I said, it feels so weird talking about like things going on in the league that like in a league that should not be playing at this moment. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. This is kind of weird. Um, oh, but I can tell if, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I, I mean, Ariel might've seen it, but Jen, you might not have. So I saw this through TikTok, but then I went to Gritty's Twitter and saw. So this, okay. this couple in Philly. Okay. They, I already they, know where you're going. They handmade, they handmade a Gritty wreath for their door. For, oh my for goodness. Christmas. It's adorable by the way. But how someone, do I find? I, I'm gonna search gritty. If you just go to Gritty's Twitter, just go to Gritty's Twitter. Understandable. And so it got stolen. And so the couple posted about it on a Facebook group for like South Philly residents and was like, "Listen, like our wreath got stolen." And Gritty found out somehow. I guess like enough people were like tagging him or whatever. And so he tweeted, if, "Oh, I see. If you don't return the wreath, I will look for you. I, I will find you, and I will cake you." Yes, that's his. That's his Grittisons thing now. And- 
Is caking people? Gritizens and internet sleuths alike. Yes. The case of the stolen gritty wreath is in your hands now. Don't let me down. Yes, because my my mom told me about that, and she had seen the tweet, and she like had no idea what that meant. I'm like, no, throwing cake at people's faces is this thing now. Yeah, like just I casual. Just part of his I love that he went all taken on these people who stole a a gritty wreath from. <laughs> I will door. find you. I mean, I mean, look at him. Look, at him. gritty does have a and particular set him. of skills. He does. Yes. It just it, that made my day to well. be fair. I thought it was so wholesome. I'm like this couple just wanted you. their gritty wreath and it got stolen. So now gritty's coming to the rescue. He will find you. He will cake you. He will find you. He will cake you. And cake you. Um, both. He will do both. Let's see what else we have on the on the agenda for today. Uh, the Boston Pride also broke uh some COVID 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 protocols. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, so the PHF, the PHF seems to be having similar issues with rescheduling games. Um, I was watching the USA Canada rivalry series on uh, NHL Network last night. Marie Philippe Poulin is the most clutch hockey player of all time. Mm. It frustrates me to no end because, as an American, I don't like seeing mm. Canada win. But you know, I also like watching greatness, so it's very conflicting. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's, I don't know what else to say, guys. I mean, the World Juniors are coming up, and I hope that that can stay safe and that can be handled uh, appropriately, I guess, by the IIHF, because I love that tournament. And I love seeing the kids play in it, and I know that it makes them proud and happy to play in. And the USA uniforms are fire. Did you guys see them? Mm, yes, I'm a big fan. They're throwing it back to the 1996 oh, yeah, yeah. World yeah. Cup of Hockey? Um, but yeah, I really want to see that tournament play out. It's, there hasn't been any like issues or anything coming out about the tournament. So hopefully if they bubble the, bubble them up and, and follow the correct protocols instead of <laughs> waiting for everyone to get sick and then being like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should all wear masks. Huh. I just, I'm, I, I think I've just hit like Christmas. Like I've hit like the wall now. I'm like, okay, it's Christmas. It's a new year. I just want to like get to 2022 at this point and like my my brain my brain is working but like also I'm like I'm tired. Fair. Truly Very fair. fair. Um but anyway, I mean, we can do a short one this week leading into Christmas because I know that it's a busy time for all of us. Um why don't we wrap it up with some Christmas talk? Ooh. Because we haven't, we haven't really talked that much about Christmas. I think we talked a little bit about Christmas songs, but that's about it. So, I love Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is a big deal in my, in my house. My dad loves Christmas, so uh, I'm actually with him right now. And uh, I'll be with him through Christmas. But uh, I grew up where, in a house where the Christmas music started on Halloween. And the and the tree went up early November, and Ariel's shaking her head at me. <laughs> Just quiet disdain. Uh, are you not a, a huge fan? N- n- well, no, I I can't like like disdain for how early. Oh, for how early? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think Thanksgiving matters. I agree. Thanksgiving <laughs> matters. I don't. I personally don't start the Christmas music till after Thanksgiving, but my dad yes. starts it in October. Um, Respectful. Yes, I'm respectful. I respect I respect Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a holy day for me. 
Thanksgiving uh, truly matters. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Let's normalize Thanksgiving again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Jen's having internet issues so our, and Dencaster issues. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but nobody can see this. But, okay, she moved slightly, but the, the, her phone the frozenness her that she was in was honestly perfect, and I almost snapped a photo of it, just for the sake. Um, but we can make this quick then, since, since uh, Jen's having yeah. is- issues. Um, but I just wanted to know, I think we talked about Christmas songs, but do you guys have a favorite Christmas song? Honestly, like, I don't go out of my way to play Christmas songs, like, mm. so I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't really listen to like I don't have a problem with Christmas music. Like, go right. off. I just don't. Per- I just don't like listen to Christmas music like unwillingly. I guess so. I don't know that I have like a favorite Christmas song. At least, at least not off the top of my head that I can think of at the moment. Jen, do we have you? I think we do. Okay, hopefully we do. Jen, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song. Well, I don't know what you guys said because I was just oh. rudely kicked out um by Zencaster. Um. I, well, I was say I was the we only one to say anything, and I didn't okay. answer. So um, there's nothing. I think "Last Christmas" is a good one by Wham. Um, I think that's a, a pretty song. safe pick. Solid, catchy little moment. Um, in terms of more modern ones, um, all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. You know how it goes. Um, actually. Not to be on a tangent, but one year ago today was my last driver's ed class, and that song was playing as I was like skidding over ice. And my instructor was like, "Do you like Mariah Carey?" And I was like, mm, "Trying to get the anti-lock brakes to work." Um, so fun little memory with that. <laughs> but I guess I guess those would be um my picks would be last Christmas and all for Christmas. Year. I I also have like a trauma associated with Mariah Carey's <laughs> "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Because my roommate, so I had three roommates my freshman year of college. I li- for since Jen is the other Quinnipiac yeah. Bobcat in the house. Um, I lived in common, so I had four girls mm. in the one room, four lofted beds. Um, and so the one girl, um, from the day we got there till the day we left, her alarm tone was "All oh, the for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey. So every morning I would hear the little bells <laughs> at the beginning of the song. And then one night when they thought I was asleep, they were like talking, like they were saying bad things about me and they were complaining about my alarm ringtone, which was a five seconds of summer song at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, hello, you are playing Literally. a Christmas song, 365, 24 seven. I'm the problem. <laughs> Check yourself. Anyway. So I have a trauma associated with that song as well. I think it's overplayed. I mean, like now every... I... <laughs> Now I feel every, bad that I don't have a trauma. And I know every every college party they play it at least once, and everyone loses their minds. And I'm like, it's it's April. I don't need to hear yeah. this song. Like, I'm over it. Um, yeah. I think I ha- I I rotate favorite Christmas songs. Like I'll get like on a kick mm. with a certain song. So right now, right now, I don't know if it's because I just like I'm in like a homey mood, and I like I'm happy to be like with my dad and like spending time with him, but. I'll be home for Christmas yeah. is, is my is my song right now. And I think it's I just ugh, I just love it. It's such a wholesome cute I agree. song. Um any version of it. Also Blue Christmas yeah. by Elvis. These cool. are all solid picks, ladies. 
Yeah, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Christmas songs, but uh, but yeah. So, and then, do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? Ooh, can I say The Nightmare Before Christmas? I feel like that's a little controversial. That's okay. Because you can say it. I mean, it's a my thing. You can say my it. thinking, because a lot of people say it's a Halloween movie, it's a Christmas movie, whatever. I think it's like a September to January movie, because I'll start watching it like because I watch it multiple times throughout the little season. I'll start watching it in, like, September, like, when it starts feeling, like, fallout, and, like, whenever I decorate for, like, fall and Halloween, like, that's when I'll start watching it, and then, because obviously, like, it is, like, spooky, and you have, like, the song, like, This is Halloween, they live in, like, the town of Halloween, but there are also, like, the town of Christmas in the movie, and, like, there are, like, Christmas-themed songs in the movie, and, like, Santa's in the movie, and, like, the time of year in the movie, like, spans from Halloween to Christmas, so I feel like it should just be acceptable to watch it. You know what? It's a first semester of college movie. That's what it is. You should be able to watch it from when you get there, like September, until like the end of J term, like January. That's my take. <laughs> Hope everyone understands. I I I love I love the uh... take, and it's honestly because I I ask a lot of people that like, what do you consider the nightmare before? Because for me, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. I watch it every Halloween. I have. I have a list of movies that I watch every Halloween. I watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch and I watch mm. Crimson Peak because I it just became my roommate and I's tradition in college, and we just like I just kept it up. I, I except except this Halloween because I went to a Hurricanes game, so I was busy all day. But <laughs> other than that, I yeah. watch it every Halloween. Um, but for Christmas, I have a very weird like I I think it's also I, I most of my Christmas traditions are connected to my dad and the things we do together because it's like one of the times that like we spend a lot of it's like a period of time where we spend a mm. lot of time together especially now as I've gotten older but the Santa Claus 2 not Santa Claus not the Santa Claus 1 <laughs> two. the Santa Claus 2 the Mrs. Claus yes. is the best one <laughs> I love it I when love how brings, specific when he brings the when he gives the toys out to like the teachers at like the the boring school faculty hollow holiday party he's trying to spice it up and he gives all them their childhood toys I think that's so cute also, Bernard was like the like original like OG like white boy of the month. Understandable <laughs> for like girls my age, I feel like. Uh, um, but yeah, definitely the Santa Claus. I'm not a huge Elf fan. Ooh. I know it's gonna like. Upset oh, a lot then of maybe I should change my. Answer. I actually just. You can like it. I'm not telling you. You can I just like watched Elf. Elf. That was literally gonna be my like, answer. I'm trying to think of what day it was. It was the day that like the first of my friends was leaving um to go home for break. So like we all hung out together and we did our little secret Santa. We watched Elf and ooh okay underrated Christmas movie before Ariel goes. Have you guys seen Rise of the Guardians, the animated movie? No. Okay. It's really cute. It's like Jack Frost is in it, Santa Claus is in it, but then it's also like the Tooth Fairy and the Sandman and the Easter Bunny. And it's about like them trying to make sure that kids still believe in them and they're like fighting against the boogeyman who gives them nightmares. And it's just like a wintry, happy little movie. Like, I don't know. Big recommend if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but Ariel, make your case for Elf. <laughs> I was like, now that Sam was like just completely just like, obliterated. Um, I didn't. I just said I wasn't. No, you. No, you. It was just funny because that was. It was just funny because that was literally like the first movie that like came to my mind. 
was Elf, just because it's something I feel like I would always watch <laughs> when it was on. It's just the timing of it is all. Because um, anyone that, I say like anyone that knows my mom, like anybody that knows my mom that probably listens to this podcast. Um, Hallmark movies like 24-7. Like, there's a Hallmark movie on downstairs oh, yeah. right now. Like She's not even here. Like I just have it on because like the, I, it's just so conditioned in me by now. Like, when there's nothing else to watch, like, just put on a horror movie, even though you know how it's going to end every single time. But I know for her, she really, and she just watched it the other day, was White mm-hmm. Christmas. It's I, That's the movie that she, and I've seen it a couple times, just because, I mean, through association, because mm-hmm. she's had it on a couple times. I don't know, Elf is just, like, that quintessential, yeah. like, funny, and Will Ferrell, I mean. I like all like the animated I, movies like, too, like Santa Claus Coming yeah. Town, Frosty, Rudolph, like all of those. I feel like it's Classical. just good I movie love watching yeah. weather too. Like it gets dark out. You put the yeah. little. That's really how I'm sitting right now. I have my little Christmas tree, and I'm about to watch not a Christmas movie, but I'm about to watch Spider Man Far From Home because I never watched it. Um, I saw the the first of those Homecoming. I saw that one, and then I never saw the second one. And I have tickets. I have tickets to see the new one the morning of Christmas Eve. (laughs) My mom and I are going. So I'm like, let me catch up on this. Let me process this. That way I will be prepared to process that in a week. I don't know if I'll be prepared. I I have not. I I don't have. Okay, this is going to be like shocking to you guys. I don't have tickets yet. Oh, wow. For Spider-Man from home. Based on, I think, last week's. Podcast was last was last the, the, the pillow <laughs> squishmallow yes. hunt. Yeah, I think that is very <laughs> shocking to me. I have to work a lot this Christmas. Uh, social media so never sleeps. So other than the twenty third, twenty uh, the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth, other than those days, I am oh, working wow. every night. Um, uh, so it's been difficult to find a time that works for me yeah. to go see the movie. Um, because I also flew to New Jersey the night it mm. came out, so I have been extremely busy since uh, all that. And my dad is a teacher, so yeah. he works during the day. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we just haven't fi- found time to go see it. Um, I'm hoping that I'll see it before I go back to North Carolina. If not, that will be the first thing I do when I get back to North Carolina. Um, but I've heard amazing things about it, but I've also like heard it's emotionally. Digital, That's like, exactly what I've heard. Movie. I've heard like it's so good, it's better than every other Marvel movie. It topped Endgame, it topped Infinity War, but also like you will not survive. And I'm like, oh, good, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say anything spoilery because I don't know because certain things that I consider not spoilers, uh, people, some other people consider spoilers. So I'm just not gonna say anything yeah. about the movie, um, because I don't want people <laughs> coming for me. Um, so, um, I won't say, uh, maybe we could talk about it after yeah. the calls over, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm not ready. I mean, Tom Holland left the premiere. Oh crying. God. Uh, my, my friend went to the theater with tissues. Like, shit, I'm not, I'm not ready. It's, it's, I, I, I but my Squishmallows. Yeah. Jersey, so. Squishmallows Let's get <laughs> The update that we truly desperately exactly. needed. I mean, that, I'm telling you guys, I should have like recorded myself calling. That was those, funny. All those. That will go on our hypothetical Patreon. That was good. Our hypothetical Patreon, the Patreon exclusives that we talk about that <laughs> don't exist. Um, 
but yeah so before we have any more issues <laughs> uh with technology because we have so many issues with technology all it the was time definitely me today but it's okay <laughs> yes we can wrap it yeah. up here uh because we talked we talked we basically begged uh, the nhl to postpone and then talked about christmas so yeah. I'm, I'm all good uh, yes then you, i'm, I'm getting the good? dreaded battery low again yes yes, yes. The let's, let's wrap it up um i <laughs> I, I guess, first of all, thank you guys for listening. And then second of all, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas if yeah. you celebrate Christmas. Um, if you are like me and also celebrated Hanukkah, I hope you had a wonderful and joyous and happy Festival of Lights. Um, if you celebrate Kwanzaa or if you don't celebrate anything at all, I hope you have a great Kwanzaa or a great nothing. If you celebrate Festivus, I hope you air all your <laughs> grievances. Um, I, I don't know. Is there any other holidays around now? If you celebrate a holiday... Uh, we hope you have a wonderful holiday. If you don't, then I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, if you really liked us, you can follow us on Twitter at Beauties Pod. Um, and we just lost Jen again. So uh, <laughs> I think it's time to. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas, guys.